0: Hi, I'm Suzanne.
1: And I'm Peter.
0: And you are listening to Sex Advice for
1: Seniors. Very slowly, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And we're coming at you
0: from um, Las Palmas, aren't we?
1: Yeah, the second week, I think. Didn't we do the last one from here as well? I think we did.
0: We did actually, yeah. yeah.
1: right. And we've had a Kind of week and a half to find out how living together is after both having been alone for living on our own for you know a couple of years in my case and
0: pretty much forever in mine forever in yours <laughs> no yeah I did get I did get divorced um, in two thousand and one mm. so yeah kind of forever twenty years but then there were a few people in between that I drove crazy. Mm. and uh yeah, like yeah. Now. You're, you're doing it again
1: now? <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I'm really good at that.
1: But um yeah, so am sure. I. I <laughs> mean we're we're driving each other crazy. And um we've spent the evening um so far trying to find places for me to go during the day so that I, you know, I'm not mad and I don't drive Suzanne mad as well. Um I think days are gonna be spent in the in the library around the corner corner in the in the House of Africa, which I'm quite looking forward to in a way, because there's some nice bars around there as well.
0: Indeed. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're an older person, right, you, and especially when one person has been alone for a very long period of time, or single-ish, as I like to call it, mm. and gets used to their routine and how they operate in their space and in my case I hold down multiple jobs which I have done from home now since 2008 so working from home is my normal way of working Mm. and coming here for me is just another place where it's nicer the weather is nicer but essentially I didn't want my routine to change, yeah. I just wanted to maintain the same level of activity as I had done previously in London, only with the window open. <laughs> <laughs> and that really was my whole motivation for moving here. Except was in... we
1: can't have the window open here because it's so bloody noisy. Well,
0: that's true. I mean, <laughs> one thing we didn't reckon on was that Spain, er, the the walls are so thin and everything that you can hear absolutely everything. And and apparently and everyone can and, hear you yeah, yeah and my singing um r- my singing you know warm ups and all that kind of stuff which frankly nobody wants to hear <laughs> apparently everyone can hear cuz peter heard it as he was coming down the street but yeah i mean we have very 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 different approaches to the way that we live and i think that's what's become very clear mm. in the past week and a bit since we've been shacking up together
1: yeah yeah well it's 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 true um and what it means is that i think uh i think you know it kind of confirms that we will never live together which we always said before anyway but this is kind of a, a, you know it just two weeks trial run and uh, we're both kind of on our knees really <laughs> Um, Susanna picking things up on her knees and me uh, dropping them
0: (laughs) yeah and I think also you know the other thing that we should just add to the equation for those of us who for those listeners out there who don't you know know us and, and know our circumstances is that Peter struggles with MS and until he got to Las Palmas his exercise routine was fairly easy well you thought it was you
1: well i went on the treadmill treadmill, yeah um but not enough yeah (laughs) but not preparation for this
0: yeah and it's a bit like if you're a runner and you've only ever run on a treadmill and suddenly you're doing the marathon and you have to run on streets and uneven pavements and all that sort of stuff so you know this is a very this is a walking city Mm. and everybody that does a lot of walking and although it's incredibly disability friendly which is great Mm. because that it's flat there's lots of wheelchairs around there's lots of ramps and and everything i mean it it couldn't be more set up Mm. for people that have some degree of disability or mobility issues but when you initially came out here Your expectation was that you might be fit enough to kind of, you know, get around. And what became very clear was nowhere near the level of fitness that was required. And it's getting better. Yeah, much better. More and
1: more every day.
0: But also, what that meant was that I went out and bought a wheelchair, which was not something I was expecting to do. (laughs) And that was a whole, that's a whole other story in itself. But also, meant that we then had to adjust our expectations around how much or how little we could do where we could go what the what the limit your limits were Mm. and sometimes those were pushed and then sometimes I had to push the wheelchair much further than my own limits (laughs) and so that also compounded some of the anxiety that I think probably both of us have been experiencing, but yeah, this has been a real trial by fire this one, yeah, I honestly can say that I've probably never been in a relationships where I've gone from zero to a hundred <laughs> and eighty yeah. you know, uh, normally it's the slow burn to reaching the conclusion that I never want to live with anybody ever again, but. But this time I reached that conclusion uh, very good. About two days. Two, about two days in, <laughs> yeah. I just went, no, 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 this isn't, this is never going to, this isn't going to work at all, yeah. you
1: know. No, and the same for me because, um, you know, you are quite, um, you are very tidy and organized and, and you pick, you know, you pick plates up while I'm still eating because know. You know, they need cleaning and... <laughs> You know, uh, I yeah. we both found it difficult anyway. That's what I'm trying to say. But the you know the point is, if, um, you know, if you've lived together a long time, you've probably got used to each other's ways of being, and you've probably adapted to
0: mm.
1: to each other in a in a way which uh, which we haven't had the chance. And we're in our sixties and only just been together a week, you know, in in yeah. real terms. Um, so so I, I suppose what we're talking about really is how older people who are coming together in a relationship, you know, how can that function? How can we function in that sense?
0: I mean, the good thing is that we both acknowledge that in previous relationships, we would never have been able to be this open about what's going on. So I think both of us just are very honest about, hey, this doesn't work for me, or that's going to drive me crazy, or yeah. if you continue to do that, I will kill you and never have sex with you again, <laughs> you know. Um, whereas in previous relationships, it was, it was either usually seething resentment, where I just used to go down to the basement in my old house and just cry. Oh, right. um, I was good at that or or just not say anything at all you know and then just just think well just put up and shut up really and i suppose at my age now i just think i don't really have to put up and shut up because i booked this and and you asked if you could come and stay and i said yes and so the power dynamic was kind of already established we Mm. didn't we didn't jointly decide that we were going to do this no. and everything. We no. just, I came and then you said, can I join you? So that's kind of, so it sort of feels like a, I always felt it's a bit, well, this is the place that I booked and that I want to keep tidy. Mm. Also, it has to be said around the whole tidiness thing. This flat is an architect designed, <laughs> yeah. designer, it's very immaculate, beautiful beautiful flat yeah this is not some sort of cheap airbnb with an ikea bed and a tacky wardrobe and a billy bookcase (laughs) you know this is something that every single thing here sculptures pictures on the wall every single piece of furniture eames chairs i mean everything down to the last detail has been thought about (laughs) yeah so i'm a I'm probably even more conscientious yeah. than I would have been because I want to just make sure that I'm treating this with respect.
1: Yeah, yeah, So sure. that's,
0: you know, that's the other thing that goes through my mind is just, I don't want, I, I want to come back here probably next year, so I have to be a great guest. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, and, I you know, I, I can see it's a beautiful place, but... Yeah, but it's some my my wife and I both um we were able to talk about this stuff but it kind of often ended in an argument and mm. it hasn't with us yet but maybe that's because we don't live together and we don't have to yeah. you know there's no prospect of it being a long-term thing you know that that for, no. you know together forever and all the rest of it um but also i mean it's because i have uh as my ex will tell you, I have a problem with with things i don't i don't respect things and I, I don't look after things and i lose things and i break things and i don't really care about things in that sense yeah and um and I think that's very different from you i think we just have you know we just have different approaches to life and i think what we're trying to do in this podcast is to point out that as we've said so many times before on our TikTok videos is is to point out that you know with communication and a sort of open ability to discuss things without it becoming uh existential um then then it 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 can work I think um, but I think the existential factor is really important. You know that we're not committed. Mm. You know, in sickness and health, and, and better, and whatever it is, you know, better, better or poorer. What is it? The anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: richer for poorer, richer in sickness, for and sickness and, in and
1: health. health. That's yeah. not part of it. You know, we we. You know, there's no contract in that sense. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, I think as people, as uh, you know, when we're younger and we get involved with somebody, I do think that there are generally, in every relationship, areas that can invoke conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been well, you know, there's they've been scientifically proven and well written about, and psychotherapists and relate counselors and everybody will tell you that. Finances are one area where mm. there can be conflict people's approach to money you know mm. we have very similar but slightly different approaches to money. you know I will splash out on something if I really love it mm. and just say i'm going to buy that dress for one hundred and fifty pounds because I just love it and mm. i'm gonna and i'm gonna do that whereas your approach to clothes is like i I can see that you're you know you Years, there's anxiety there around spending any money beyond what is absolutely well, necessary just yeah, but absolutely. just yeah but you know just, but
1: that's a product of my upbringing and, yeah, and yeah, going up with, with no money and you know yeah, yeah. living yeah. fall to a room you know and all that sort of yeah, stuff yeah
0: but that's an area where couples can experience conflict yeah, absolutely. and it doesn't matter where it comes from yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. It can be an area of conflict yeah, and then the to... other thing of course is people's general levels of tidiness you know mm. if one person does doesn't see dirt or doesn't respect things or is quite messy by nature and the other person is more on the obsessive or incredibly (laughs) tidy side Mm. then you can see how that could manifest in conflict and the same thing goes for sex you know if one person has a very high sex drive and the other person has a very low sex drive then that also can be an area of conflict so Mm. you know there are some very key places where you kind of have to be on the same page, I think. Mm. Otherwise, you know it's going to end up at some point as a source of tension. Yeah, I think um, so. And I think that really is all I'm saying is that and, and you can minimize those areas of conflict by, for instance, not living together. <laughs> so I don't need to see your dirt. I don't need to see your untidiness. And if I go to visit... It's just for a couple of days, and basically, I can just ignore it. Mm, it's mm. not my place. I don't have to deal with it. I'm just a guest, and I'm just going to shut my eyes and just forget about it because I'm not living here, and I have no investment in this place. There's yeah. no, there's no investment. So you can minimize the conflict by removing the, the those those areas of tension. And yeah. the financial thing, I think, is slightly more challenging because with finances comes all sorts of other expectations about what you're willing to be or whether or not you're even willing to be extravagant at all how you see your if you you can can be, be how you see um you and your partner sharing the finances, whether everything's 50-50, whether, you know, I've joint been
1: accounts, or separate accounts, accounts, separate accounts, and, and I've stuff. been in,
0: I've, again, I've been in relationships, quite a few of them, where the other person has usually made a lot more money than me, mm. and, been, and has been very aware of that, that I'm, you know, was until quite recently always in debt, Mm. and they just said they just always pick up the check and so I just kind of you know and I and I have to say there were times where I thought oh I'd I'd like to pick up the check but by and large I thought well you can afford to pick up the check so I'm not going to feel I'm not going to feel that bad about it and and that was you know I was a I was okay about that um so there's there's that, and then yeah, I mean you know sex is obvious if you if, yeah. if one person wants lots of sex and the other person doesn't, then you know that that just never really works, or well, the or the person that has the high sex drive ends up going somewhere else, typically.
1: Yeah, and, well, you know, um, yeah, the sex is is quite important, isn't it? But I mean, obviously it's important, but the the differences are quite important. I mean. You are turned off by the fact that I, you know, that I, I have this, these different attitudes to, to, to life and tidiness <laughs> and the rest of it. it may, you, you and do, domesticity turns up, turns you off as well. Yeah, for Whereas sure. Whereas, but me, see I, again,
0: if I wasn't like living with you, yeah, yeah, exactly. like all of that just disappears. It's like yeah. I don't have to think no, about no, no, it. it. exactly. Doesn't bother me.
1: Whereas I, being a man, um, constantly <laughs> horny, you know, and, and therefore constantly disappointed, and I think that's yeah. so often the case in a relationship, you know, that yeah. men behave badly, and therefore the women sort of think, well, fuck this, Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm not forgiving him, and yeah. um, and and that that's very often um, that's very often a pattern of behaviour that I think also can only be overcome by by sort of um, trying to bridge that gap in, in all sorts of ways. You know, yeah. both trying to change the way that they are in order to accommodate the other. Yeah.
0: Um, well, it's very easy if you're a very... If you're a tidy person, for instance, and, and <laughs> just as an example, it's very yeah. easy if you're a tidy person and... Somebody comes to stay with you and they just, you know, that and they and they don't step up their own level of tidiness to accommodate, then it's very easy for the tidy person. And I know this because I've had friends who just thought I felt like the housekeeper, um, Mm -hmm. to feel that we're being disrespected. That's Mm. the thing. And Mm. once I feel disrespected, then obviously. My libido kind of goes no, down is, with it, and yeah. it's the same thing with sort of working from home and being um, uh, and being interrupted. It's it's another level for me of just not not being respected. Yeah, like yeah. I'm working, I'm trying to get my work done, and if I can get it all done quicker, then I can spend more time. But if I'm being distracted, then things are gonna get prolonged and so yeah, so for me it's just all wrapped up. It's the same thing. If people are consistently late and I'm never late. It's ah, just like, like I hate that as well. You know, yeah, so it's so there's <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> do you know what I mean though? There's yeah, like all yeah. these different little triggers that you just think, I don't why are you late all the time? And for me lateness is a sign that you'd prefer You're to not be being doing respect to yeah. do. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. you prefer to be somewhere else and you turned up eventually because you couldn't avoid eventually having to to leave, yeah. but you already had left it too late because you were doing something that you found far more attention grabbing than mm, me. Mm, you know, mm,
1: mm. so
0: I yeah, I just think I think it all kind of feeds into the same thing, which is either two people reach a compromise in which both sides are going to be relatively happy Mm. or there's going to be this massive disparity Mm. which is just going to lead to resentment Mm. and i don't you know i don't get why why the dishes aren't being put away or (laughs) or whatever it happens to be so yeah, yeah i think i think it's i think also it's it's worth um it's worth acknowledging what the impact of this disparity can sometimes make one or the other person feel it's not it's not just about you're different than me it's about oh yeah i'm not being i don't think i'm being respected in this situation and therefore that has a knock-on effect with your sex drive and all sorts of things well the the thing, thing
1: with this disparity is true um and it's a it's about it's, it's so often about the man a, having to level up to the woman. Mm. Because the women, women are generally better than men at most things in life. Well, pretty well everything, really. Mm. Uh, I don't really understand why women have anything to do with men at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it's quite hard work as a man to suddenly have <laughs> to suddenly step up. And, and, you know, and, and do these things. Um, and then you start reaching for really pathetic excuses to, that are based in sort of some evolutionary psychology <laughs> or something. You know, we didn't have to worry about this. Or do you think my grandfather had to do this sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. And of course, he didn't, because it was an entirely patriarchal society. Exactly. And those of us who are <laughs> a certain age still have one foot in that old patriarchal yeah, order totally. and that's the way we learnt when we were kids you yeah, know the yeah, men yeah. are in charge and yeah. they go out to work and they bring home the money and, yeah, yeah. and the, the mother or the grandmother stays at home and yeah. you know makes sure things are okay yeah. and you can't just get rid of that overnight I think. You can't get rid of that sort of conditioning overnight.
0: I suppose that's why a lot of older women that we've spoken to on this show end up dating younger men. Especially younger men who have got single moms. Good point. Because they just end up knowing that it's not the woman's role to do this stuff. And Mm. they just step up they're not stepping up their game this is their game Mm, right mm. it's it's just they'll do this stuff as part of their daily life because it was and always has been a part of their daily life so i think you know for younger men this attitude that you know it's a it's a patriarchal hangover is hopefully dying out to be replaced by a more equitable relationship where we don't even need to have these discussions because we're doing the dishes together or yeah. or you know as, yeah. as often happens
1: I'm not quite as hopeful as it's <laughs> moved on quite as far as you as one would like to hope yeah um, but yeah it is it is a big issue and I think for older people it's particularly an issue because older men you know in their 60s like me will have been, will have been brought up like that you yeah know? yeah yeah and you know both by our fathers and our mothers our mothers will have told us that that was the way the w- yeah. world was as well so yeah. women are you know in that sense complicit in their own in their own exploitation or, and have been in the past true and we've done nothing really to stop it because it works very much in our favor <laughs> of course uh, and has done <laughs> And then all of a sudden you come up against women who've grown up in the feminist movement and know, you know, know their, you know, their their second wave radical feminism and the rest of it. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, oh shit, you know, I'm really, I'm I'm not (laughs) pulling my weight here, you know, and that's quite hard for, for, you know, for you, if you've, Well, I mean, to the extent I I had an upbringing (laughs) at all, yeah, yeah, Um, it's hard. It's hard to to kind of manage that transition.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think also, you know, in our circumstance, we're at very, very different stages in our life. I'm everything that I'm working on is moving in a forward and positive direction, and. I'm really looking forward to 2023 and the opportunity to really take some of the stuff this podcast included and other things that I work on into the next to the next level mm. and so I'm working at a pace to try and move everything, you know, forward and up. Whereas, mm. you know, you're a retired academic and mm-hmm. you've got a pension. And mm. as you've told me multiple times, you don't need to work. And <laughs> and you can sit around all day and contemplate your navel if you want to and mm. clearly enjoy doing that. And so we're, you know, we're a two very, even though we're the same age, yeah. essentially we're... In, we're at the opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of our desire to, and our ability and all sorts of things to to kind of, you know, be motivated and get shit done and yeah. want to get shit done. And so, you know, when we're flung together again, it's, it's as you've said before, it's just around, wow, I didn't realize you've worked so hard. <laughs> And, and although we've known each other for, you know, for quite a, a while now, and I would have thought that was blindingly obvious.
1: Well, I didn't see you But you've the week. never
0: seen me never seen actually do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like, how can you sit there for four hours without moving and literally just type and do stuff and answer emails and whatever the fuck you do?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, maybe you've never been, you know, or you've never. Well, like we said, you didn't really know know me in that way mm. before. So there was also that additional shock of mm. like, oh my God, when she said she's come here to work, I thought she was just kind of meaning like work in quotes, like <laughs> yeah, to make I, I it make work. like, like, <laughs> <you> know, like <laughs> the way you normally associate work, which is it's got double quotes around it, which mm. is some some aspect of work that some people might recognize as work, but probably lots of people just think is not really that much work.
1: Well, it's different types of work, you know. Yeah. So, like a working day for me as an academic was a mixture of very tedious admin work and then very high-stress, you know, uh, yeah. research work. Yeah. And then even more highly stressed <laughs> teaching, yeah. you know, and marking, and all. Yeah. I was doing a hundred things a day. and Now I do nothing a day, <laughs> oh, no. and that's quite a hard. I mean, it's I, I've been retired now because of my MS for seven years, yeah, and I'm still not used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm I'm getting better, but I'm st- I still can't get my head around it. Entirely because no. I was, you know, I, I I was made redundant or given my given my health um, yeah. given my health retirement. You know, literally within a couple of weeks. I, one week I was working really hard, and yeah. then they said, "Well, why do not you just take health? <laughs> you know, your yeah. health retirement?" And I thought, I'll "Oh like yeah, it. well, why not?" Yeah, yeah, I think I'll do that.
0: <laughs>
1: and yeah. and from that one day to next, I'm doing virtually nothing other yeah, than yeah. what i want to do you know yeah yeah, yeah. and it's really hard to actually get come to terms with. anyway this is not about me um well it is because well, it partly, is partly yeah.
0: because again it's all part of the living together thing and i think there's a lot of my yeah. my mother and father my mother went on working for a few years after my father had retired and there was a lot of conflict around that period of time where Mm. my father's expectation was she was going to come home she was going to cook dinner she was going to do all this stuff Mm. she was she got quite resentful and then eventually they were both retired and all of that evened itself out although my mother is still more active in many ways than my father but you know they've they've been together 60 plus years and they've clearly worked on how to accommodate this Mm. in their lives but of course you know we don't really have to. We don't have to. No, we to. don't have to. We can just make a decision, like, well, this isn't working, and you're yeah. gonna go and find a little room somewhere, and you know, or or whatever, or you're just gonna stay at the Casa Africa Library all day and write that memoir you've been talking about, or yeah, do well, something finish,
1: else. Finish my novel, yeah.
0: Finish the novel. Yeah. So, yeah, but I think you know, at this writing, age, writing,
1: not reading.
0: Writing, <laughs> writing. Um, yeah, At this age, we, can, we have the choice if we're financially able. That's the key, of course. If yeah. we're financially able, we have the choice about whether or not we want to live together, whether or not we can live together, whether it's just going to turn into an absolute car crash mm. um, and how we can avoid that. Really? Yeah. You well, know, because I think we both we both like being with each other, but we're both, the car is crashing very... The car is scraping along the side barriers. <laughs> <laughs> um and, it might, and I think it probably
1: but, we won't ever live together. No, no, it's never. very unlikely. No,
0: not after this, bloody hell.
1: <laughs> 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 it's not that bad. If you'll just lighten up a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it's really... I mean, you know, come on. The other thing, you know, the other thing, of course, to acknowledge is that that the, in addition to this being this lovely place with all this modern furniture and everything, it is completely unsuitable for a person who has serious mobility issues. <laughs> and, of course, that was the other thing. Just in this instance, you know and and just generally is that um what is you that mean on, on is, the second floor? is is being on the second floor and with all this nice furniture and Good not room. wanting to break anything but but mm. you know the the thing about as we get older and people start struggling with their health and mobility issues then obviously the nature of how they live together changes mm. and we know that the comments from writing our respective blog posts about our our respective Um, attitudes towards all of this, which is quite amusing to me, is that um, lots of people have weighed in about their own circumstances living with a disabled partner or two people living with disability and how they've had to manage that situation and some of the compromises that they've had to make and also just... How they've had to be kind to one another, you know, yeah, yeah. just about being kind to one another. And I think, again, for me, I wasn't because we've spent we haven't spent this long together before. My awareness of your mobility issues wasn't un, you know, wasn't like I didn't know,
1: but, you but didn't
0: know how bad, but it I was. didn't know how bad it was. Like in
1: your work, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, pretty much exactly. exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't. I what? didn't. I didn't know, and you didn't know. I worked really hard, and I didn't know that, you know, there were going to be episodes where I would just be, you know, he'd fall. There was one where he went to sit down, and, and Peter went to sit down in the kitchen on this kind of designery chair, which is a bit of a wanky chair anyway. But, it's but three legs, three legs, three chair. legs, and it's just awkward. It's Not just a, it's imagine. just an awkward chair, and he just went tumbling over, yeah. and scraped the floor and um and I was worried that he was gonna you know was gonna seriously hurt himself as well the chair went crashing down there was a big mark I cleaned everything up it's all fine now but you know it was just like it It was a complete shock to me mm. I I'd never seen you do that before and so I wasn't expecting it and then there was a further episode where he went to sit down at a bus stop landed in the wrong way and hit his coccyx bone in a very painful way. So <laughs> it's just you know, for me, it's also around mm. my uh, you know, wow, I'm with this person and he's got all of these disability, you know, mobility issues, and and this flat is not, yeah. it's not catered for that. It's just well, nice. Well, neither are you.
1: you I'm you not know, catered you're, for you're... it,
0: and 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 this flat's not catered for it, and I haven't, and I haven't, as opposed to a person who maybe grew, you know, had some form of mobility and it was escalating. So you're able to, you know, it's a bit like when you watch a kid grow up, right? (laughs) Like one minute they're on their, they're they're lying on their back, flailing around. The next minute they turn over. You're like, oh God, they've turned over now. Okay, I gotta sort that out because they're gonna roll right over into that wall or something. And then the next thing they're on their feet and oh God, now I have to run out to them. With mo- with your mobility, it was kind of like you were still well, it's the opposite
1: direction. Really. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it is, and and that's exactly what it is. It's mm. like, oh, I thought this person was here, but actually, they're there, and, and then on the floor, you know, on <laughs> the playing. floor, playing on the floor, <laughs> and then eventually, obviously, then we ended up in the wheelchair, which is the next level of I'm not going to be able I'm not going to be able to go this distance without help. And now we're talking about the electric wheelchair to be able to go further and for me not to break my back pushing you around. So, you know, there's just like so all much. of this stuff. I mean, the
1: wheelchair is new for me. And as the wheelchair well. was new. And I've new. got to come to terms with that. But I need a wheelchair. That's quite a tough one.
0: Yeah, as to well. Come to terms yeah, with. for sure. It's huge. It's yeah. massive. Yeah. So, yeah, we've had all of this stuff go on in the past week, which is, you can imagine, is quite. You know, but we're still talking. We're still talking, and, and now that and now that we're saying it all out here, which is a bit therapeutic. It is. Wait, it is, it it is. is. Maybe this is
1: the way to do it. <laughs> you know, rather than go to the therapist, just do a, a just blog do post. A, just do a podcast. Podcast.
0: Um, yeah, but now we're, that we're doing all this, I think you know in anybody listening would have gone like holy shit this is how are they still even existing together this sounds like you know the car crash should have happened by now yeah. and there have been minor you know there's like little scrapes and bumps and, and all the rest of it but yeah it's bloody tough man it's really really tough and and, and I being
1: together is tough it's
0: really tough yeah. it's really tough not just
1: for us but for just generally know, it's just, just generally it's really tough
0: and I think you know, you've got to
1: be kind and you've got to Communicate.
0: Yeah, and you got to, and you know, God bless all of you people out there. Not that we believe in God, but you know,
1: <laughs> just, just
0: just all you people out there who have been living together for significant periods of time. I think you're just, you're just, you're just like you. I put you on a pedestal in some ways because I just know that it's not my it's preferred not your, way to live. It's not really not. Gig. It's not yeah. my gig. Um, And I think if you can do it and you can do it successfully, then you must be some sort of angel (laughs) because it's tough. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. There we go. Living together with Pete and Suzanne.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Preferably don't. No. no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Thanks so much. Bye.